I want to thank Research FDI for sponsoring today's podcast. They're a globally renowned lead generation firm that helps economic development organizations create real prospects. They've helped over 500 economic development organizations. Let me tell you exactly what they do. They facilitate one-on-one meetings for economic developers with corporate executives who will have projects soon. They can facilitate these meetings to where you travel to the corporate executive's office and meet them there, or you meet them at a trade show, or even have a conference call with them so you don't have to pay for travel. They recently launched a service called FDI 365, which provides you a lead a day of fast-growing companies that will be expanding soon. Their research has helped over $5 billion worth of projects get cited since inception. I encourage you to go to www.researchfdi.com to learn more about Research FDI. As far as I'm concerned, they are absolutely the best lead generation firm in the business for economic developers. Call them at 514-488-3168 and see how Research FDI can help you create real prospects. Hello, this is Chad Chancellor with Next Move Group. Before we begin today's podcast, if you've been enjoying our podcast series, Please go over to Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review. That'll sure help us out. We'd appreciate it a whole lot. Hello and welcome to this edition of the Next Move Group. We are Jobs Podcast. I'm your host, Chuck Sexton, CEO of Next Move Group. And uh, before we get to our guest today, I wanted to throw out there, we have two executive searches that are posted. Montgomery, Kansas is one of those in Forest City, Arkansas. We also have two additional executive searches that are coming up in the state of Florida. If you are interested in any of these positions, reach out to alex at nextmovegroup.com. Joining me today from beautiful Myrtle Beach is Jamie Newell. We are at the Business Facilities Live Exchange, coming to you live. Actually, it's Wednesday when we're recording this. You'll hear it on Thursday. But uh, we're at the Business Facilities Live Exchange. First time I've ever been here. I appreciate Jamie Newell with NAI for joining me. She is broker and consultant, site selection, incentives negotiation, and just wonderful, extraordinaire Jamie Newell. (laughs) Who's joining us today? Well, <laughs> you work. You work with Hal Johnson. I do. Everybody I do. knows Hal Johnson. Hal's a wonderful extraordinaire as well. Thanks for the fabulous uh, introduction. <laughs> Everybody does know Hal Johnson. Hopefully, he's a he's a rock star. Now, Hal's been around for a while, and a lot of us who have been in uh, economic development, SEDC in particular, we we met Hal. I need to know how you met Hal. How you got into what it is that you do today. Well, I was, I'm kind of the anomaly in the industry. I started in business development representing different uh, engineering firms and I was pursuing manufacturing projects. And in 2017, when Trump was passing all the tariffs and it was raining manufacturing plants in America from all over, um, I decided to take a leap of faith and jump into the site selection world. Um, I had never operated in economic development previously. Um, but I contacted numerous site selectors from all across the country and I told them I was getting a real estate license and I was looking you know, for a company that was hiring site selection and ended up connecting with Dee Dee Caldwell with Global Location Strategies and uh, she had just hired somebody else so she didn't have an open position but she told me, you've got to meet Hal Johnson, he just started NAI Ready and he's looking for somebody like you. 
So I reached out to Hal Johnson and I told him, hey, I've only done business development. I've never done economic development. And I've got information on a lot of projects that are touching the country and I want to pursue them, but I, I need someone who can help me fulfill these projects. And he said, there are a lot of elephants out there. Go ahead and go get them and come on board. <laughs> That's so cool that you just went after it. And I love that Dee Dee was someone who gave you some encouragement mm -hmm. and told you to call Hal. Uh, I am surprised she told you to call Hal. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we got to rip on Hal a little bit because we don't. I don't ever get to see him anymore. She and Hal have a great relationship, though. They work together very closely on on similar projects, and um, Hal is her real estate arm um, most of the time. So. Hal's a solid guy. I remember early in my career, I really looked up to him. Uh, he ran Upstate South Carolina Alliance, and um, I was a young project manager, and I got to meet him at my first SEDC, and I was just in awe of, oh, man, this guy's so cool. He's running this regional organization, <laughs> and I hope that I can run one one day, and I got the chance to. Um, I'd asked him for some advice when I first did that, and I think that's a really good part of the industry is that getting to ask people for advice. Um, you just got to uh, off of the panel, Women in Economic Development here at Live Exchange. It was a really cool panel. Uh, was that the first time you've ever done one like that? It was the first time I've, well, no, it was about the second time. I, I did a panel in Brassfield and Gorey's office a couple of years ago yeah. for Women in Construction Week, so. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I think the, the crowd really enjoyed because you all gave good advice to the audience, but you were also funny, and, and it was, <laughs> you talked about a project a little bit that you just did in my home state. Can you talk any about the project that you all just announced in Kentucky? Yes, um, so we were representing Project Tiger, which announced as Lyochem E-Materials in Franklin Simpson County, Kentucky. And uh, that was one of the elephants that uh, uh, we had been pursuing together as a team. Uh, it was very good teamwork in uh, procuring that project. Uh, and it was my first uh, project that was over $100 million. So we announced it as $104 million. Wow. It's a chemical manufacturer from Japan. Um, they're a supplier to the Blue Oval SK project. And uh, they have one operation already in Georgia, which was very helpful <laughs> outside of the <laughs> Commerce Georgia location. Um, as we approached uh, closing of that project, it was great already having um, you know, an, an American division that could um, assist us. But so kind of walk me through some of the, or, or if, you, if you have them too, were there any interesting parts of that site location project that kind of stood out to you, especially working in Kentucky? So this was about speed to market, first of all. And um, when, when we engaged, it was last August, we announced the project in January. So it was about a five month project. Oh, that's fast. Project. It was wow. fast. Uh, but uh, I'm a big fan of Chris Berryman, and he was uh, previously at TVA. So when, when we engaged, I said, let's go straight to Chris Berryman. He knows everything about all the product that's out there. <laughs> and uh, we, were, we were only looking between Tennessee and Kentucky because we needed to be somewhere between Memphis and the Glendale location. Yep. Uh, so we asked for any existing spec buildings and there were really only three options that would meet our timeline one of them was a fully constructed building that um, had just been delivered and uh, it was in franklin kentucky mm -hmm. so um, the other ones were more like virtual spec buildings that they were promoting on pad ready sites already so mm. um so we we did some site visits and we came out but when we got to franklin it was just evident that this is where we needed to be it was um, within a great proximity to the glendale location um, 
and they were so welcoming. They're so excited to receive all of the supplier activity that's occurring with this project. And um, you know, we're a chemical manufacturer. We do use uh, hazardous materials in the process. So, um, and, and this is a new type of product that hasn't been developed in America yet outside of what's occurring in Commerce, Georgia mm-hmm. um, with the SK project down there. So um, we figured that we would meet some challenges, and one of one of the unique aspects of the project was that you know the the site was zoned industrial, but we had to go through a specialty use permit mm-hmm. meeting, and uh, that was very awesome. Um, How was a, a, a instrumental in that, and um, the community hired an attorney to walk us through the process of what we needed to say, what we didn't need to say, who was going to be on the board that would be approving the project, and so. We were uh, very prepared for that meeting, and uh, it happened with with a lot of ease, and the project was approved. So I think that's great. Did your did your client have any concerns uh, from the location standpoint? Because you talked about Glendale and and Elizabethtown, mm-hmm. um, the SK site. Did they have any concerns about workforce issues if they were too close to either of those sites? No, they were not concerned about that, actually. Um, We did a labor study, and we felt that there was an adequate labor force there, but this project is also still changing as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, we committed to about 140 jobs. I don't know if the 140 jobs will actually come about because they are looking at utilizing automated systems as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are we're we're trying to stay as close to 140 jobs right now, but it is likely that that could still change. Yeah. So and that and that's common with all of these suppliers that are coming in. That's interesting. I um, I had heard from a few folks, uh, economic developers, uh, close to those sites, and and they'd had some projects who had maybe shifted their locations, and I'd heard those concerns, but I didn't know, since you've cited one uh, there in that that region, I I didn't know if your client had 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 those concerns too. It's really interesting to hear. And we'll be right back. I want to thank LocationOne.com. Some of you know it as Lois for sponsoring today's podcast. In my opinion, Lois is the best buildings and sites database on the market. One of the reasons I think that is it gives you nationwide exposure. So I used to be the economic developer in Paducah, Kentucky, and I made a terrible mistake. I only put my buildings and sites on the Kentucky Economic Development Buildings and Sites database. Well, Paducah bordered Illinois and was within 30 or so miles of Missouri, Indiana, and Tennessee. So what sense did it make for me to not put my bills and sites on a nationwide database? Well, Lois does that for you. Looking back, I should have put my bills and sites on Lois. It's also easy to use for an economic developer. It's just like using Facebook. It walks you through how to insert your pictures and your information and so forth. And the thing I like most It works well on my iPad. If I'm in an industrial building, I want to be able to look at that thing on my iPad. Lois does that for me. Other buildings and sites databases struggle with that. So if you got 10 or 15 minutes to spare, go over to location1.com, book yourself a demo, and see if this can help your community have more success. As you kind of have stepped into this role uh, in site selection, what what is your favorite part of doing the job? 
Well, at the closing, actually, it was really great <laughs> announcing a project in Kentucky, and they, they took us to the Buffalo Trace Distillery. Oh, so I'd man. say I'd say getting into the closing table and uh, <laughs> having to getting to celebrate afterwards. I'm um, surprised the governor hasn't invited you to the Derby this year. Oh, hopefully we get that invite. We're working with another supplier that's coming up right behind us, so it could potentially land in Kentucky. So. You got to make sure you you need to just shoot an email to Governor Bashir and say, hey. I heard that uh, we should get an invitation to the Derby by you. you know, <laughs> the governor does that with a lot of site selectors. So, good, good. Well, we enjoyed <laughs> meeting with him. He's uh, he's he's getting it done out there. So, so tell me about Live Exchange. Uh, this is the first time I've ever attended it, so I don't know a whole lot about this, the history of it, and, and what all goes on with this. And, and if you don't mind, maybe give paint a picture for for the audience out there of what it's about. So this is my second time uh, attending Live Exchange, and uh, I'm, I actually really do appreciate the one-on-one -on -one meetings that we get as site selectors with economic development managers here. Um, I've got active projects, and I've scheduled um, certain meetings with different um, economic development managers all across the country just so that I could pose certain questions um, in order to garner some information and maybe throw some additional states into the mix that yeah. I wasn't even planning on previously. Um, I was, I've been meeting with states that I don't know anything about. I've never even touched their state yet, but I feel like, you know, like Florida was one of them. I've never worked a project in the state of Florida. And so I enjoyed meeting with the ladies that were here from Florida and uh, learning more about the wonderful peninsula that it is. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, I, do you, what do you think economic developers get out of it the most? Oh, I think they get to understand a lot of the projects that are out there and then how to deliver better as well. Uh, you know, I'm, I've been giving everybody some homework assignments to follow up with me and send me, you know, <laughs> whatever existing spec is in their industry, in their, in their community right now, and uh, volumes of different types of products that I need information on for a specific project. So um, I, I think that uh, they, they enjoy uh, learning about the types of projects that are out there. Yeah. How they can help. Do you, you talked about going to Select USA. So when you go to it, do you just meet with companies or do you also meet with economic developers while you're at Select USA too? I do that as well. I'm going to run around Select USA this year and meet with uh, a few of the different states that I think need to be added into the mix of some projects that I'm working on. Arkansas is one of them. I'm really hoping to bring a project to Arkansas because I hear they have some great hunts going on down there and I'd love to get invited to one. <laughs> I think John Marshall goes to that one. If you've never met John Marshall with Golden Shovel, I'll, I'll give you his info because I know he gets invited to the Arkansas one a lot. Awesome, awesome, yeah. What do you think economic developers and states need to be focused on the most right now when it comes to trying to land projects? Yeah, getting their sites ready. Um, <laughs> I, and, and then understanding information about these sites, too. Some of the projects that I work when I touch different states, you know, we'll start with the state commerce and they'll submit sites and then we'll have a list of questions and then I'll find out in the process that they submitted sites that couldn't be subdivided for you know, the small amount of acreage that we needed from the large parcel that it's at. And so... Um, you know, a lot of times I do my own search at a more of a local level as well, just to make sure that you know I'm not missing anything that the state didn't submit. And, and uh, occasionally, the sites that I do find are the top sites that you know my clients prefer, and they weren't submitted by the states. So, oh, man. Um, just getting your sites ready and understanding <laughs> what sites are out there is super important right now. Um, all utilities, all due diligence, everything is about speed to market these days. So. 
what, is, what would you say is the number one issue you see with sites? So you talk about getting them ready. Is it the development of the site or is, are there certain utilities you see a lack of more often than others? Or what is it the most you think? It just depends. Um, most of the time we need adequate accessibility and I'm you know, thro throwing things back on a, a, civil a local civil engineer in the community to help us identify you know, where is the best location for us to be on this site if it does need to be subdivided. Um, as far as utilities, it, a lot of states are still in the process of getting their sites ready and building industrial parks. So, you know, I'll find a lot of sites that have water and sewer to them, but the power is, you know, needs to be extended. And so that, that puts our timeline back a little bit further to wait for that. So that's probably not a site I'm going to select and, and, and uh, narrow down in my criteria. But What are some of the most inventive incentives you've seen so far from a local government? From a local government, well, I think one of the most creative incentives that I've ever seen was the state of South Carolina when I was working a project that was a company that wanted to develop a greenfield site, but they needed to occupy an industrial building um, and have a presence uh, as they continued to build that, 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 that uh, building. And uh, the state of South Carolina said that they'd put them up in a building temporarily for a couple years and then when they needed to move into the new building that they were constructing they would pay for all of their equipment to be moved into that building so oh nice yeah, yeah. that's a nice one yeah I've heard some folks uh, wanting more low interest loans right now because of where interest rates are um, and I feel like that used to be more prevalent than it is today have you had any clients who wanted that yet no um, most of our clients right now are coming in with without even needing financing. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, that's interesting. There, there is a lot of cash, I guess, that's been built up out there. <laughs> um, yeah, I've, I've, I uh, enjoy working with the Japanese and the Koreans these days, so I don't get involved so much on, on the loan side of things. Yeah. Um, there are some companies that I'm communicating with that are trying to pursue different grants that are mostly federal grants, um, and then we have... We have uh, been learning about the programs that the Department of Energy offers for a lot of these battery companies. As long as they're a hundred million dollars or more, there's some mm. federal financing that can be provided to them there. But well, then, as as we go forward, and and I, I, we had a white paper that's coming out, or have a white paper coming out uh, here in a, in a week uh, that has to do with the PMI index, which is sort of the purchasing manufacturing index, and and indications are showing that that's going down and it's getting closer to COVID levels. So manufacturing purchases are dropping right now. Do you think that's an indication that project activity might slow down? Or in your opinion, do you think that project activity could stay level or increase the rest of this year? Hmm, that's, that's a good question. Um, I think that we're still gonna see project activity increase, but I think it's gonna be with expansions of existing manufacturers that have locations in Europe mm. and China right now. And for the past year and a half or so, they've been trying to figure out how do we get back to uh, America and most of them want to expand in uh, communities where they already have locations. Mm -hmm. So I, I think there's still going to be a, a strong amount of activity occurring and uh, when we're still combating supply chain issues across the globe and I truly believe we're in an era of economic decoupling and we're creating <laughs> two separate supply chains right now so I don't see it stopping. Okay well that's good I think that's good if there's one good piece of advice you could give economic developers what would it be right now? What's the number one thing? Hmm. 
just to get your sites ready. Yeah, <laughs> we got, more than we'll anything else. We'll go back else? to that. I mean, and then, and then <laughs> if they want to educate, I mean, most of them are, do a great job of educating site selectors on the different incentives that the states provide. But that's, you know, when I go into new markets or new states that I've never worked in before, that is the education that I want to get to. It's like, you know, what, what, what is out there for us, you know, so we could be realistic with our client and how to relay like, why we should be in this community and what they truly have to offer. Um, I think labor analytics are super important as well. I mean, there's a lot of communities that claim to have labor, and, and then you know the hearsay around town is that they don't. <laughs> so um, I think being able to present that information as well to sell your community on the labor front um, is beneficial. I really appreciate uh, all your insights that you've given. Um, you've you've told me a lot of great things over the last couple of days. I've learned a lot from you. Um, a couple of questions I asked you actually were prompted because of conversation I had with David Gaines last night, and I'm going to try to have him on the podcast. So, uh, and he has a radio background too, kind of like me. So that's going to be. I hope it's fun. I don't know what it's going to sound like. He did like play-by-play -play for sports, so I'm interested to hear more about oh, that. That'll be great. I, I can't miss that one. He told me some pretty cool stories last <laughs> night about some incentives, and I said I'm really going to have to have you on the podcast. So, uh, folks out there who are listening, if you want to get a hold of Jamie, and I'm sure she would love to talk to some economic developers out there. She's working her projects. You can reach Jamie at jnewell, N-E-W-E-L-L, -L, at naiready.com. What's the next uh, big conference you're going to be at? Is it going to be Select? Select USA. All right. So those of you listening that are going to be at Select USA, and I know a lot of you out there are, uh, make sure to track down Jamie at Select USA. It's in D.C. coming up in uh, two weeks. So uh, enjoy it out there. Appreciate you joining me on the podcast today. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to say before we close out? Well, if you have power, I want to know about your sites as well. If you have a site <laughs> with a 25 megawatt substation sitting next to at least capacity at 25 megawatts would be great. Um, I, I've actually run into some economic development managers here that have sites that are about 500 acres with a 100 megawatt substation sitting next to them. And that's <laughs> fabulous because right now everything that's coming into the country is a uh, huge power demand. So. All right, folks, you heard it here. Get your power ready sites to Jamie ASAP. <laughs> Jay Newell at NAIready.com. Or if for some reason you have trouble spelling it, you can reach out to me, Chuck at nextmovegroup.com. We'll see you on the next podcast.